Hello, everyone, and welcome into Senior Living Live. My name is Melissa. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. My friend Ben Green is here with me this afternoon to help uh, all of you not only prepare for retirement, but if you're already there, he wants to keep you there as worry-free as possible. Ben, how are you today? Melissa, I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for having me on. Of course, as always, your information is on point and fantastic, and I know it will be in, with this topic here today. So before we get into retirement, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So Ben Green here in Columbia, South Carolina with Insurance Advantage. Uh, we're, we're happy to uh, serve folks really all over the country, um, especially on the East Coast. And uh, I have a BA in finance from Morehouse, MBA from the University of South Carolina, and, and worked several years for uh, Department of Commerce in South Carolina representing the state and bringing in a new, new business. And really happy to do that, proud to do that. But I am happier now to be able to represent our clients and then help folks really across the state and across the country with their, their health insurance needs. And uh, you know, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to live uh, live overseas for, for several years in Japan and Spain and Brazil. And great that I can speak some, some other foreign languages, but the, the language I, I speak the most these days is insurance, which uh, is maybe as, as difficult as learning as, as Chinese actually. So happy to be able to break things down in, in, in English for folks, whether or not you know it's the Affordable Care Act plans, uh, Medicare, long-term care, annuities, or, or anything else. Yeah, I think there are 80,000 characters in, in Chinese. So if you're, if you're gonna pick the, the most difficult language, that one would probably be it. So very good comparison because it is so true. Uh, you really gotta get into the, the information here and read all the fine print. And that is what you are there to help your clients do. So as it relates to retirement, we all can't wait to get there, right? If someone is between the ages of say 55 and 62, that desire to retire gets real tempting. What should people start doing within that time frame to prepare? Yep, and I, I actually, um, I actually started about five years ago, really digging into this because we we found I found that my parents, my cousins, you know, my my aunts and uncles, my grandparents even were not fully uh, prepped for retirement and, and beyond. Um, and so we, we partnered with the, uh, the Financial Education uh, Partnership, which is a 501c3 uh, that, that really works with uh, financial literacy and provides that consultation for free um, to help folks across the country to dig into these, these issues. And there, when it comes to retirement planning, uh, first thing is, is congratulations if you're on this, on this video uh, looking at this and, and you're thinking about planning, because that is, that is the first step. Um, uh, the second step is looking at four big concerns or issues uh, for retirement. The, the first one is, is income. What is your income gonna be? And then what are your bills uh, gonna be? And then taking a look at your retirement budget, if you will. Uh, the, the second thing is, uh, and it gets overlooked, is taxes. So uh, even if you have a large 401k, um, that's a tax qualified uh, plan, if you will. And when you start taking distributions, whether it's at age 59 and a half or at age 72, when you're required to start taking some distributions, that money may be taxable. Very likely it is going to be taxable. And so you need to do some planning around that. Uh, you may also have grown your portfolio uh, wildly, but you do have to take a look at the fees that are associated with your investments, your mutual funds, et cetera, to make sure that that's not eating away at your, at your wealth and also at your, at your income potential. And then the, the last thing, and it's a, 
great problem to have, but it's also a, a, a challenge that a lot of folks are starting to deal with now is uh, longevity. We're, we're living much longer these days. And so it's, uh, you know, it's really important that you kind of game plan for that and you make sure you have enough money to, uh, to last the entire, uh, the entire ride and make sure you, uh, you, can, you can enjoy that entire ride. Yeah, and, and it may be a good idea to, to kind of, if, if you are prepared, 401k, pension, social security, that you sort of take these in timely chunks. And, and that's going to lead me to social security, right? People yes. look at that and they choose 62 to retire because, oh, I can now start drawing on my social security that I've worked so hard for all these years. But should they at that age? And if not, what is the optimal age for social security? That's that's great. Great question, Melissa. So the, the, the statistics are, uh, are actually surprising. It's great, but it's also, it's also a challenge. So um, first of all, women are going to outlive men typically by five to 10 years uh, because us men, you know, we sometimes uh, we're not uh, necessarily taking care of ourselves or, you know, we may do, uh, do some uh, more dangerous things sometimes. So uh, that, that's, that's something to consider. Um, the average 65-year-old uh, male, once they hit 65, they, they're going to live on average to age 84. The average female is going to live to age 87, and um, uh, there's a chance that one spouse, um, uh, there's a 25% chance that you'll, you'll live to age 97 uh, for one spouse if you hit age 65. So that's that's a long time to game plan. Um, and then the, uh, the other uh, kind of uh, retirement uh, uh, challenge uh, is that the average American dies with about $62,000 in debt. So based on your bills that you have, your current obligations, your mortgage, your car payment, so forth. That's, uh, you really kind of have to, to game plan for those things. Um, and so as we're taking a look at social security and, 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 and kind of the, the overall bucket, as you mentioned, social security, pension, your 401ks, um, maybe even some life insurance. We wanna take a look at, we wanna do a sort of a, first of all, asset and debt inventory. Um, we wanna create a, create a budget. Um, uh, we want to take a look at your overall revenue plan, kind of the buckets that you're going to be pulling from for for your you know for this ride, um, and then we want to also figure out how you want to retire, and so what income do you need? Um, where are you going to be living? Are you going to be living in Chicago? Are you going to move down to sunny Florida, which a lot of people are doing? Uh, are you going to move? In, are you going to live in California? Are you going to move to Texas, where there's no you know state income tax, for example? Um, and or are you going to move to Costa Rica, which some folks do? Uh, so you know what what sort of income do you need for that? Uh, you also need to think about um, uh, your kind of the estate planning, leaving a legacy. So things like your wills, like your you know, your, your power of attorney, uh, copies of life insurance policies. Uh, not only you have, but also your beneficiaries have. Um, and then uh, as we'll get into, you need to think about you know uh, how much it is going to cost. For, uh, for, for health insurance, your Medicare and so forth, uh, your life insurance, long-term care costs. And then uh, you need to take a look at you know, your overall investment portfolio. And when it comes to social security, um, that is actually part of your portfolio, if you will. That's part of your portfolio uh, for investments. And so it's really important to take a look at that. And I'd like to, to share one little slide with you on that. So at age 62, um, you can start actually taking Social Security, and um, the, the pro of that is being able to receive benefits earlier. The con, of course, is that you're going to get less money. It's going to be a smaller uh, check, so that, that, may, that may not be an optimal time, it, particularly if you were healthy 
and you have a you know healthy family history. Um, eight, full retirement age typically is age 66, 66 and a half, and that's where you're going to get a higher monthly check from age 62 to up to age 66. Uh, every year that you can wait, you're you're gaining about eight percent a year, really guaranteed on your check, and so that's a nice uh, uh, you know investment return, if you will, um, to wait uh, for Social Security. Um, and then full retirement age, if you can wait that long um, to age 70, as part of your overall portfolio, if you will, for retirement, is going to give you a high monthly check. So, for example, um, you may have started out at $1,800 at age 62, but if you can wait to age 70, that 8% a year, that may get you to about $3,000 in the Social Security check. And so that can have a really, um, really high impact, really big impact on your, on your Social Security and your overall retirement plan. Absolutely. Big, big difference. Uh, now, we did talk about, uh, we mentioned the word legacy. So when we talk about that, and if we have a spouse, we want to make sure that they're taken care of, or even our children are taken care of. Um, usually, in, in most families, uh, you have one spouse that handles the finances, that handles the life insurance, that handles uh, all things uh, financial. Mm -hmm. So can you tell people watching why it is imperative that both spouses and even some family members know exactly what they can count on in the future? Yeah, so it's really important for spouses to, to understand what the mortgage is what the mortgage situation is, how much longer you have to pay it off um, to understand, you know, what the, what all the bills are and what the obligations are to understand how much life insurance your spouse has. So that if, uh, if you're dependent on that income, if you're not, you know, a, a millionaire or you have $10 million in the bank and you are dependent on that income to pay the bills, to pay the mortgage, et cetera, you are taken care of uh, or your spouse is taken care of in the event that you're not going to be there. Um, and then it's also really important to, uh, to understand because, you know, as I said, uh, women a lot of times are going to live longer than men and they may be, uh, be riding, uh, they may be counting on, on their spouse's income to, you know, to kind of help with retirement. And if that spouse passes away, your entire, entire retirement plan can get blown up. So it's really, really important. And, um, just uh, had a pretty sad story with a 47-year-old, a 47-year-old uh, fella uh, who, who passed away um, uh, in, in our community uh, this past weekend with three children and a wife, and they were not prepared, and they did not. He did not have adequate. He didn't have any life insurance. Uh, they did not have a lot of savings. Um, he was the primary breadwinner, and that. You know they're they're doing a GoFundMe right now, but that that obviously is not a good uh, strategy, good plan for your family. And so it's really, if I don't say anything else, it, it's really important for 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 both spouses to know what's going on and to have a game plan should something uh, unexpected happen. Yeah, and I'm really sorry to hear that. That is that is it's sad, and it it is. It's one of those things that we don't know when it is our time and it, it's always best to be prepared so yes. that those who are left behind um, are, are taken care of. Yes. Um, great example. Thank you so much for that. Now, uh, you, you had mentioned um, state income tax and maybe people want to move to a place that's a little cheaper or doesn't have a state income tax. Um, what are some options you can give people to sort of expand that portfolio safely? Yep. So uh, the number one option we, we just uh, we just gave, uh, which is 
almost guaranteed. It will. It is guaranteed as long as the U.S. government can continue to pay it. Is uh, Social Security. Um, uh, a lot of folks don't think of that as part of your you know, your retirement portfolio, but it is a really important part of that uh, you know, kind of three-legged stool, if you will, or two-legged stool of your income. And so uh, option number one is social security strategy and extending it for as long as, as makes sense for you and, you and your family. Um, option number two, obviously, is to, to make sure you're maximizing your, your, your Roth IRAs, um, which are you know, kind of tax-free you know, upon withdrawal uh, once you qualify for that, or you know, maximizing your 401ks and making sure that you minimize the fees that are involved with those 401ks and, and other, you know, other um, uh, investments through your job, uh, your 457 and 403Bs and TSPs and so forth for folks that, that have federal, you know, uh, federal retirement accounts. Uh, another option that we take a look at is, um, is annuities. Uh, now, there are a lot of different types of annuities, and you have to be really careful. You have to be really aware of which ones you're getting into. Variable annuities um, typically have uh, higher fees, for example. Uh, but there are annuities called indexed annuities, which are with, uh, with life insurance companies that can be uh, interesting ones to take a look at to, um, to increase the overall portfolio and also provide uh, a bit more of a guarantee in terms of your principal and also uh, a, little bit more, um, a little bit more kind of stable um, income, if you will, in, you know, in your golden years. Um, and then there are also annuities called uh, MIGAs or multi-year guarantee annuities, which are essentially like... Uh, CDs from life insurance companies that have they provide lower rates, um, but they're uh, you know they're they're consistent in terms of their returns. So that's another um, opportunity for for some growth. Um, and then the the last opportunity that a lot of folks do not look at, uh, but is becoming more popular now, especially as they try to tie in long term care insurance with it, is uh, permanent life insurance, uh, otherwise known as whole life insurance, for example. Um, and there are also some uh, variable and universal type of life insurances that are that are in place. But uh, we, at our firm, we, we prefer to take a look uh, typically at the whole life insurance, also known as cash value life insurance, that pr provides uh, can provide some some tax exempt type of uh, opportunities uh, in, in retirement, and it can also provide long term care uh, benefits as well and, and chronic care uh, benefits as well. So th those are a couple of options to expand that portfolio. Yeah, fantastic. And if you are of age at 65, uh, Medicare can add some extra or keep some dough in your pocket, so to speak, yes. in terms of uh, health insurance. And you've got a fantastic video that we do have up online at seniorlivinglive.com. But uh, tell us a little bit about how that can save you money when you are of age. Yeah, so so the typical, um, you know, a typical person, let's say you're 63 years old, you're working for a law firm or you know, working for a hotel or working in a restaurant, the, the, the price of your health insurance through your job may be $1,000 a month, okay? And you may, you may pay half of that. So that's, you know, $500 per month that you're, you're having to pay on your, uh, on your health insurance. And those deductibles may be low, but sometimes those deductibles may be pretty high. You may have a $6,000 deductible uh, per year to, to meet. Um, med there are a lot of Medicare plans um, that can really drastically reduce those deductibles, and you, you can. Uh, there are plans with premiums that start in the you know the fifty dollar per month range, even up to one hundred and you know one hundred and twenty dollar per month range, along with your Part B plan, which is this year going to be about one hundred and forty eight dollars, uh, where you can get much better coverage actually 
at a, a, you know, a lower rate, at a rate that's 30, 40% lower than what you were paying at your job and what certainly what your employer was paying at, at, at the job. And so it can be a kind of a win-win for all, uh, all involved if you're eligible for Medicare. Yeah, love that. And, and if you just say, you know what, I don't even want to watch that video or any more that Ben has because I just want to call him up and utilize his services. Um, how can they do that, Ben? How can they get in touch with you in your office? Sure. So they, they can give me a call at 803-509-3394 uh, um, or they can email me at ben at the iateam.com uh, and I'll uh, just put my email up here on the screen. and. Uh, want to thank you for bringing me on. Um, really always excited to, to come on and talk about this stuff. We do all this for free. Uh, I, I love, obviously, I think you can tell I'm a bit of a nerd with this stuff. I love doing it and love helping folks out. Um, and so they can feel free to, to, to contact me anytime. Um, we, we love to help folks out. Yeah, and, and, and that is okay. It just means that you know your stuff and you know exactly, when you're excited about something, you wanna to continue to learn more about something. So I'm telling you people, this is the man that, you know, anytime a law changes or rules change when it comes to this kind of information, Ben is your guy, he can help you navigate it. Ben Green, thank you so much for joining us again today. Melissa, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, great tips uh, to help with retirement. Uh, ben has several tips uh, about social security benefits, long-term care insurance, uh, bridging the gap between uh, Medicare and social security benefits. It is all on www.seniorlivinglive.com. Take a look there or you can contact Ben directly. As always, we appreciate you watching Senior Living Live. Have a great day, everybody.